Hello and welcome to My Favorite Husband from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball. Jello, everybody. Yes, it's the Gay Family series starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning. Transcribed and brought to you by the Jell-O family of Red Letter Desserts. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O puddings. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O tap. Pioca puddings. Yes, sir. And now Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper. Two people who live together and like it. <laughs> And now, let's look in on the Coopers. It's evening, and Liz and George are sitting in the living room, admiring their Christmas tree. George, you know, I think this is the prettiest Christmas tree we ever had. Yeah, it's a nice one, all right. But I was wondering if we shouldn't take it down tonight. Take it down? George, it isn't even New Year's. Oh, but Liz, look at it. The needles are falling off, the branches are drooping. Oh, it looks pretty sad. Well, you'd look pretty sad, too, if you had your trunk stuck in a bucket for three weeks. <laughs> well, the least we can do is put away our presents from under the tree. Okay. Gee, wasn't it a wonderful Christmas, George? I got every single thing I wanted. Yeah, so did I, honey. You know, now that it's all over... I want to tell you about something I almost bought for you, but it was too expensive. Oh, what was that? A set of matched golf clubs. Hey, really? Yeah. Well, Liz, I appreciate the thought, but uh, that would have meant a lot of money. Well, that's what I thought. And I just said to myself, after all, it isn't the gift, it's the thought behind it that counts. Well, that's true, dear. I knew you'd understand. As long as we're having post-mortems, uh, there's something I almost bought for you, but didn't because it was too expensive. Oh, what was it? A mink jacket. <laughs> A mink jacket? Yeah. I saw it in the window at Miller's, and it would have looked so great on you. A mink jacket? <laughs> but it cost so much money I really couldn't afford it So I just decided like you did It isn't the gift, it's the thought behind it that counts Since when? <laughs> I knew you'd understand All my life I've wanted a mink jacket And I've never had one I've never had a fur coat at all. Not even a rabbit-dyed imitation skunk. Well, honey, I, I didn't know it meant that much to you, but, well, it's too late now. No, it isn't. Look, George, take all my other presents back. I don't care if I have another thing, if I can just have a mink jacket. No, that still wouldn't be enough money. Even if we took your presents back, too? <laughs> no. But, George, that little jacket is just exactly what I need to wear to the Atterbury's New Year's Eve party. Well, I'm sorry, honey. Well, actually, I need it, George. I don't have a thing to wear. Well, then it's simple. You can go as the New Year. Oh, you... <laughs> oh, a 
What's the matter, Mrs. Cooper? You've been moping. I didn't get a mink jacket for Christmas. Oh? Well, if it'll make you feel any better, I didn't get one either. <laughs> you don't understand. George almost bought me one, but he decided it was too expensive. Oh, it's terrible to have been so close. I can almost feel it. Well, maybe he'll give you one next year. Maybe. Only I wanted it to wear to the Atterbury's New Year's party. Darn it. Now that George has the idea of getting me a coat, I certainly hate to see it slip away. It's a shame, all right. Katie, you've watched me get things out of George for a long time. What method would work best? Well, uh, crying is always effective. No, that's only good for traffic tickets, overdrawn bank accounts, and crumpled fenders. <laughs> I've done a lot of research on that. Uh, how about smooching? Uh-uh. I get so carried away with the smooching, I forget what I'm after. <laughs> Yes, I'm dead. Wouldn't that make you sick? Yeah. Wait a minute. I just said it. That's what I'll be. Dead? No, sick. George always buys me what I want when I'm sick. When my temperature goes up, his resistance goes down. It certainly does. I guess I'll have to come down with Liz Cooperitis. Oh? Now, no matter what I do, Katie, don't be frightened. Do you think you really should go through with that? Yes. I know it's being mean, but all's fair in love and mink. Oh, gee, that was a good dinner, honey. Oh, it certainly was. What would you like to do tonight? Oh, I don't care. Want to go to a movie? Harvey with James Stewart is playing at the Strand. Hmm, sounds good. Is there another feature? Yeah. The second picture's called... <gasps> Who's in it? Liz, Liz, are you sick? If I weren't, would I be groaning like this? Well, what's the matter? Oh, I don't know. I just had a strange pain. Ah! Well, gee, honey, I wonder what caused it. I don't know. I was just sitting here when suddenly... Ah! <laughs> there it is again. Oh, Liz. Come on, let me help you. Ah! Oh. Here, here, stretch out on the couch. Yeah, I guess I'd better. Oh, uh, what, what seems to be the trouble? Well, it's... Ah! <laughs> oh. Where does it hurt? Well, it was in my left foot at first, then it was my right knee, and just a minute ago it was in my head. Well, my goodness, is there anything I can do, honey? Oh, no, no. I remember now. I used to have these attacks when I was a child. Oh? Uh, I'll go up to bed and suffer in silence. Oh, well, wait a minute. Doesn't anything help? No, no. Well, there might be something. I remember the doctor said to give me little presents, and, you know, anything I wanted, just to make me happy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. I think I'm beginning to understand your disease a little better. Well, that's good. And I know just what I should get for you. You do? You do? Yes. Uh, excuse me. I want to make a phone call. Oh, fine, dear. Now, don't worry about me. I'll be all right. I'll be right back. Right. Oh, uh, Katie, would you go in and stay with Mrs. Cooper while I make a phone call? Uh, she's ill. Yes, of course, Mr. Cooper. Oh, you poor thing. What seems to be the trouble? Oh. <laughs> Never mind, Mrs. Cooper. He can't hear you now. Are you sure? Yes. Did it work? Katie, I can't believe it. It worked better than my wildest dreams. He's gone to make a phone call, and I think it's about the coat. Really? Oh, here he comes again. Oh. Well, Liz, I think you're going to feel a lot better pretty soon. Oh, you do? What's going to happen? I call the doctor and he'll be right out. Oh. Well, mink jackets are lovely to look at, no doubt of it, but you can't eat them. Whereas take Jell-O now, lovely to look at and delicious to eat. And you can make Jell-O a whole lot quicker than Liz is going to get that coat. Yes, with the swell new quick-setting method, you can have a beautiful finished Jell-O dessert in just about one hour. Dissolve your Jell-O in one cup of hot water. Then add one cup of ice cubes or crushed ice, filling the cup to the brim with water. Stir until the ice melts completely, then pop into the refrigerator to chill firm. And in just about one hour, you have a gorgeous, glamorous Jell-O dessert all ready to serve. All six delicious Jell-O flavors are chock full of wonderful fruit-like richness. Strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. And all six sparkling Jell-O colors are as gay and cheerful as New Year's Eve. So look for those big red letters on the box. They spell Jell-O. And Jell-O spells a year-long treat. Yes, it's Jell-O for red-letter desserts. J-E-L-L-O. And now back to Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband. As we look in on the Coopers once again, Liz is pretending to be sick. And George, who is worried about her, has called the doctor. Oh, hello, Dr. Stevenson. Come on in. You sounded so mysterious on the phone, George. What's the matter with Liz? Well, I'm not sure. I think she has a rare disease, the only cure for which is a mink coat. Oh, I get it. Well, this is the second time she's pulled this. The last time it was the flu. But I wanted a television set anyway. <laughs> I see. Uh, what do you want me to do? Give her a good scare. Then maybe she'll quit doing this. Leave it to me, George. I think I know how to handle this. <laughs> good. Uh, come on, she's in the bedroom. Liz, the doctor's here. Oh, hello, Dr. Stevenson. I'm sorry George bothered you just to come and see me. Now, Liz, don't you worry about that. When you're sick, that's when you need your doctor. Well, but that's just it. I, I was feeling bad a little while ago, doctor. But the funniest thing, <laughs> as soon as he called you, I felt better. Now, let's not be hasty. Oh, no, no, really, I feel fine. I think I'll get up and get dressed. You know, don't move. Stay there in bed. What do you mean? You're a sick girl, Liz. I am? <laughs> your eyes, your color. Let me see your tongue. Well, all right. 
What? What? What is it? George, I wish you'd called me sooner. It may be too late. Too late? George, I'd better speak to you out in the hall. Very well. Doctor. No. No, is something really wrong with me? Tell me, I can take it. Frankly, Liz, it looks to me like you have a severe case of the flim jabs. <laughs> the flim jabs? Yes, it's a rare tropical disease from the West Indies. Oh. Gee, Liz, this is awful. Well, how serious is it, Doctor? Well, I might as well be honest with you. If it gets any worse, we may have to operate. Operate? Yes. We'll have to go in and take out your torkel. <laughs> my torkel? <laughs> no. There's nothing wrong with my torkel. Now, there's no use getting alarmed. A lot of people live for years without a torkel. They do? <laughs> well, is it painful? No, no. We anesthetize thoroughly for a torcolectomy. <laughs> of course, you'll never be able to yammel again. <laughs> I won't. Well, tell me, Doctor, will you have to remove the whole torkel? Well, maybe we'll be lucky and can save half of it. <laughs> After all, half a torkel is better than not. Well, I, I should say so. I hate to think of never yammeling again. <laughs> What's yammeling? <laughs> It's an involuntary peristalsis of the transverse clavis. Oh. Well, uh, tell me, Doctor, is there anything we can do for her? All we can do is wait. The crisis should be passed in 24 hours. Just wait and hope she doesn't turn green. Green? Yes. That's the real danger sign. Well, what happens then? If you turn green, three hours later, gone. Gone? Gone. Oh, my poor Liz. Oh, come on now, honey. Let's, let's be my big, brave girl. I am being brave. Well, I've got to be going along. I'll, I'll see you to the door, Doctor. Yeah, now, Liz. Yes? You stay in bed and drink lots of water and fruit juice. All right. And I'll see you tomorrow at this same time. I hope. <laughs> Mrs. Cooper, are you awake? And Mrs. Atterbury's here to see you. Liz, girl, how are you? Hello, Iris. Just ring if you want me. George told me about you, girl. I'm on my way to the bridge club, and I thought I'd drop by and see you. Oh, thank you, Iris. It was good of you to take the time. Well, after all, girl, I'm your best friend. 
And anyway, I had to find out what you had so I could make a full report to the girls. <laughs> well, you might as well know, Iris. I've got the flim jabs. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the flim jabs? What's that? It's a rare tropical disease. Oh, how exciting! <laughs> oh, this will make Betty Ricky's gallstones look sick. <laughs> well, she'll be absolutely green. <laughs> She's not the only one. <laughs> but that's one of the danger signs. I may turn green. She lives. With a green face and your red hair, you'll be out of this world. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. Iris, if I turn green, three hours later, gone. Gone? Gone. <laughs> you mean gone as in to your reward? <laughs> That's right. But Liz, I, I, I can't believe it. How did you catch this uh, flim-flam or whatever it is anyway? <laughs> Who knows? I was only pretending at first. George didn't want to buy me a mink coat, and I wanted one so badly to wear to your party that I acted oh, like... Oh, no. Not that stale sympathy routine. Yes. I pretended to be sick, and the next thing I knew... I had the flim jabs. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. Oh, you poor little thing. Oh, don't mind me, Iris. I'll be all right. You go on to your bridge party. Oh, I wouldn't go and leave you, girl, but I can't help it. I've got the ice cream out in the car and it's melting. <laughs> I understand. Hello, George. Hi, Doctor. Come on in. How is our little patient? Is she all over the flim jabs? Uh, not exactly. She just turned green. What? That's impossible. There is no such thing as flim jabs. No, but uh, there is such a thing as a green light bulb. Oh, you did? <laughs> yes, I did. She's taking a nap. As soon as she fell asleep, I put a green bulb in the light in her room. Come on, let's go wake her up. Liz, the doctor's here. Give me that. That's my torkel. <laughs> She's still asleep. Liz, uh, wake up. The doctor's here. What? Oh, gee, it's dark. Turn on the light, George. All right. Well, Liz, how are you feeling? Oh, just fine, doctor. I guess I've come through the 24-hour crisis without turning... <laughs> You're right, they are. And your face, too. My face? Hand me a mirror, George. Oh, here you are, my poor green darling. Oh, my face and my hair. Wait a minute. You had the flim jabs, too. What do you mean? You're both green. Us? 
Doctor, do I look green to you? No. Well, you're not green to me either. Oh, no. This is the end. I'm looking at the world through green-colored eyeballs. <laughs> look, honey. Oh, I... George. I'm going. This is it. I know it. Farewell, my love. Oh, goodbye. Now, Liz, don't get so upset. I'm sorry, dear. It's just that I don't die every day and it's new to me. <laughs> Look, Liz, maybe we can still save you. No. No, a person knows these things. I can feel it in my bones. Green bones, that is. <laughs> Liz, I have a confession to make. So have I, George. Well, but, but let me tell you mine first. Well, no, George, let me. I won't be here as long as you will. Well, all right. George, from time to time, I've smashed things on our car. Here a hood, there a fender, now a running board and occasionally a trunk. <laughs> and I had them fixed and didn't tell you about it. Yes, Liz? In fact... The only thing left of the original car you bought is the ashtray in the back seat. That's very interesting. Have you uh, anything more to confess? Yes. Last night when I said I was sick, I was only pretending so you'd get me a mink coat. Liz, how could you? Isn't that awful? <laughs> Aren't you ashamed? Oh, yes, I am, George. I wish I was dead. Oh, no. <laughs> Honey, let me tell you my confession. Go ahead, George. You wonderful husband, you. <laughs> no, no, honey, honey. You, you don't have the flim jabs. It's a trick the doctor and I played on you because I knew you were trying to get a mink coat. Why, you big stinker! <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm still green. I put a green light in the lamp. George Cooper, you just wait till I get well and... Oh, I forgot. I haven't been sick. <laughs> I'll get it. Hello. Is that you, Liz, girl? Iris, are you crying? I can't help it, girl. The whole bridge club's been bawling ever since I told them you were going to leave us tonight. Oh, Iris, I'm going to be here a while longer. Well, that's I... it, Liz. Be brave. Hang on to every precious minute. <laughs> oh, Iris, don't cry. I'm, I'm going to be all right. Well, you just keep saying that, Liz. We girls just had a little ceremony in your memory. <laughs> memory? But, Iris, We I... turned your chair to the wall and smashed your cheek up in the fireplace. <laughs> well, that's very sweet, Iris, but listen to me don't now. Don't talk, don't talk. Save your strength. Elizabeth Cooper, the whole club joins me in this tribute. To you, our soon-to-be former member. <laughs> Listen closely. There. What was that? <laughs> Ten seconds of silence. <laughs> well, coming.
sang from that Gabby Bridge Club. Uh, that's a real tribute. <laughs> that's the way. I'll tell them you went with a joke on your lips. Look, Iris. Please let me finish. I may break down entirely. <laughs> we took the whole treasury and bought you a goodbye present. Now, Iris, listen to... What was it? A mink coat. <laughs> a mink coat? Yes, girl. We figured if you've got to go, we wanted you to go in style. <laughs> that what you wanted? Yeah, but I have to die to get it. <laughs> yes, Lucille, what's up tonight? Tonight we play a couple of nomads lost in the desert. A little desert music, please, Wilbur. Water! Water! I've been floundering on this desert for three days. Wait! I see something moving. Hello! Hello! <laughs> I can't believe What did you say, Bob? I said I I said I can't believe my eyes. You're a human. I am. <laughs> oh, I am, I am. Yeah. Oh, my glad to see you. I'm lost. Well, I'm glad to see you. I'm Smith. Put her there. <laughs> no, I mean I'm lost. I don't know where I am. You don't? No. Well, it's all right, bub. I know where you are. Oh, thank heavens. Where? Right there. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to find my camp. It's right near a big dune. A dune? What's a dune? What's a dune? Oh, I don't know. What's doing with you? <laughs> Wait. Look over there. Where? A mirage. Where? Over there. Where? I I see palm trees. Where? And a little lake. You do? <laughs> yes, don't you? No, I see a big bowl of jello. <laughs> How come? I ain't being paid for seeing palm trees and lakes. That's how come. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Yeah. I see it, too, now. Yeah, well, high time, Buster. <laughs> of course I can see it. Six big bowls of jello and those six delicious flavors. Yeah. Strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. Jello with a flavor that's locked in so it can't get out till your first delicious spoonful. Boy, when you see him, you really see him, don't you? <laughs> what else, Bob? Look for those big red letters in the box, for they spell Jello, and Jello spells a treat. Nice work, Bob. Well, let's go home. Go home? Yeah. We're lost in the desert. Well, why don't we each take one of those cars? What cars? The ones over there. That's a two-car mirage. Good night, Bob. <laughs> Thank you.
have been listening to My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning, and based on characters created by Isabel Scott Rorick. Tonight's transcribed program was produced and directed by Jess Oppenheimer, who wrote the script with Madeline Pugh and Bob Carroll, Jr. Original music was composed by Marlon Skiles and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. The part of Katie, the maid, was played by Ruth Parrott. Henry, what are you thinking about? Why, that new instant Sanker coffee, dear. It certainly is wonderful. Sure thing. Just look at the new richer coffee color. Taste the new full-bodied real coffee flavor. Discover how much less instant Sanka costs. And did you know the makers of instant Sanka make the only caffeine-free coffee? The kind that can't affect anybody's nerves or sleep. Try the new instant Sanka. It's wonderful. Be sure to listen to Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband again next week, presented by... Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O puddings. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O tap. The yolk of puddings, yes, sirree. The name Jell-O is a registered trademark of General Foods. Bob Lamond speaking. This is CBS, the Star's Address, the Columbia Broadcasting System.